Now, here's the thing, though. Are you sure that this is the reason you haven't been getting good sleep? Or is it that you've been watching so many spooky movies? Well, if we're going to count the last two that we've watched. Oh. Definitely the not the reason why it's keeping me awake. <laughs> the scare. Oh, oh, the one tonight's subject. Oh. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I, I can't. Yes, and that. <laughs> I can't. I can't oh, refuse to. Oh, you can't yes at it, can you, John? Uh, I want to be gold. <laughs> Get ready for a lot of this in this episode. <laughs> I know. I know. I was watching. It's like, shit, Forrest is going to have a field day. He's going to have a fucking field day. <laughs> oh, oh that, there's so much to talk about. There's so much to dive into here. I, it's well, been a long time since I saw the movie, but yeah, I mean, we're not we're not even there yet. It's through the cold open. I can't I can't help but talk about it. That's how much we have to talk about. I mean, it's fair. Do you just want to get started? Yeah, why not? Let's get into it. There's just too much. There's too much to Leprechaun to talk about. That's fair. And if anything. I get to hear the theme song sooner, and this thing's a bop, so... Yeah, uh, yeah fair enough. Yeah, uh, here it comes. Hey, pop scares you. Pop, 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 pop scares you. You just never know what you might see hey. right here. Every single day is Halloween. Freddy or Jason might pop out. Hit you with the chee 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 And if you fall asleep, then he got you. The madness, welcome to Pop Saga. This is... Uh, pop scares ya, pop, 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 pop scares ya The horror and the terror, beware, I'm trying to tell ya This is Pop Scares ya. let's go Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another thrilling edition of Pop Saga Presents Pop Scares ya. A whole month, oh, see, I can't even do it as this voice Ooh. <laughs> Well, the Casey Ghost of Spirit comes and goes, comes and goes. You, it, know, you can finish I mean, the rest of it in your own, yeah, in your own beautiful you. John Timber. Because it just, it, it came and then went. All yeah, right, anyway. It's a fickle possession. It is. He's just, he's, he's here now. Nope, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, where was I? Thrilling edition of Pop Saga presents Pop Scares You. Our whole month long celebration of all things spooky scary. Talking about films that send shivers down your spine and make you sleep with the lights on. Usually. <laughs> I'm your host, John. And as always, I'm joined by Forrest. We got a real treat for you this week. Now, picture 1992 was a year filled with cinematic gems. And one particular movie had audience both laughing and cringing, mostly cringing. That's right, folks. We're talking about the mischievous, malevolent, and ever so compact creature in a green suit, Leprechaun. So grab your four leaf clovers, your lucky clovers, hell, even crimson and clover, and prepare for a wild ride through the world of horror comedy as we dissect this cult classic film. And remember, don't steal a Leprechaun's gold unless you want to be in for a seriously unlucky punny time. <laughs> Do you think this is the ultimate, watching this movie is the ultimate uh, fruition of the Leprechaun's curse? I think it was. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, yeah it is. Also, I just have to say off uh, right at the top, I'm surprised you didn't go for Leprechaun. Oh, that's a good one, but, uh, <laughs> oh, well, uh, everyone, feel free to tack that on to Because <laughs> it was supposed to be, I'm your host, Casey Ghostum. And we got a real treat for you this week. Could not do it. Well, Somewhere it, it came back for just briefly just now though. 
Yeah, but then it goes away, and all of a sudden, I'm just like, now is 1942, and it was oh. a year, with, you know, and it just, you know, I'm getting possessed over here by too many people, except the ghost of Casey Ghostum. I think but the last voice was the other spirit that has been haunting these hallowed halls this pop scaresy season, Bella LaGrosi. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll put those on some t-shirts. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's 1942 when I bought a potato. <laughs> yes. Now it's kind of like giving Megatron from Beast Wars vibes all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mega Skeletron is that? <laughs> no, sure. Well, no. <laughs> I'm Casey Ghost. Nope. nope. <laughs> that was actually pretty close. Coming at you with a f- top forty ghosty hits. Spooky, spooky. Here comes the Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, literally. <laughs> spooky, spooky. Here comes the dookie. I'm writing that shit down. That's going on a t-shirt. <laughs> it should have been. Yeah, that should have been one of the leprechauns rhymes right when you get into this movie, just to let you know <laughs> what you're yeah, in wish... for. <laughs> hey, are you ready to be in for some shit? Yeah. I'm gonna sign some shoes, and then the turd I found on the street. Yar. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, there is a lot of crossover. There's a lot that Venn diagram that has pirates and and leprechauns in it is. I feel like there's a lot of coverage, uh, yeah. a lot of crossover coverage there. Yeah, um, I did not realize how similar they were until watching this movie, and I was like, damn, leprechauns <laughs> and pirates are like, they're not strange bedfellows at all. Not even a, a little bit. That's the crazy thing. Um, but, uh, you know, John, I have a, uh, I have a cocktail sitting right here that is just, uh, that is just getting, getting all watery. So I, uh, yeah, wait, there, as long as there's no objections, I'm going to jump right into it. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's get the boat. This isn't spooky, scary music. You said you'd find uh, the you're right. I forgot again. I'm so sorry, but, uh. Yeah, it's it's time for uh, everybody's favorite segment. That's what everyone tunes in for, of course. And that is, of course, what are you drinking this evening? That's right. Uh, did you go kiss the Blarney Stone and you're coming back here with a, a, a nice refreshing cocktail? It better be green or gold, even better. I mean, well, it is green. Is it? Yeah, well, in in the spirit of doing Gatorade-based drinks, I All went right, ahead and yeah. made myself um, a leper con. <gasps> Which is a uh, take on a margarita using lemon lime Gatorade. That sounds and, good. Well, it's not as blended as I'd like. It's just kind of like I got like a Antarctic melting ice cap in here versus a fully blended drink. But let me give this a try. That's a lot of tequila. <laughs> And I can't taste the Sounds Gatorade good. at all. But it's surprisingly smooth. Um, I won't give the recipe out because uh, this is a hodgepodge of two different recipes and it tastes like it. 
So you're not going to give the recipe? Okay, okay, okay. Hey, you know, I, I respect it. You don't want to, like, put it out there into the world. Well, I don't want to be responsible for extremely electrolyted people who are also drunk. I'm not trying to do that. And yeah, this is very powerful. Just take a, a, a blended margarita recipe and replace some parts of it with lemon lime Gatorade if you Doesn't want matter to. Which ones. Well, I mean, in this instance, for a leprechaun, ah. you want it sort of green, though. This has more of a, a parlor of a, a watered-down Mountain Dew. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it's not great, but I'm going to keep drinking it, so uh, that's what I'm having. <laughs> Such is the curse on me. Oh, great, thanks. Just what I needed. <laughs> oh, well, tonight, I'm enjoying a, a, what I will call a putrid bog. <laughs> okay, uh, what's in a putrid bog? Uh, a putrid bog is uh, an ounce or two ounces of scotch whiskey topped off with Fanta. But oh. what type of Fanta are you? Are, would I be talking about? It's the special edition Halloween Fanta. Guess the Fanta flavor. Uh, 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 now, this... John, do you have any guesses? Have you ever tried it? Have, do you have any guesses no, at all? No, I've not tried it at all. I didn't know okay. they had a special Halloween Fanta flavor. That's uh, right. Well, you know what? It, I may, maybe I'm the one who's who's been spooked because I only saw really one six pack up there. Uh, and then when I brought it up and I checked out, the guy was like, oh, oh, you have that, eh? I was going to try that as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one thing I heard from my fellow colleagues is it's definitely not a fake soda, not poison at all. No, no. <laughs> yes. And then he, oh, I never seen him before or since working there. It's very strange. But anyway. Uh, this is a new thing that Fanta's doing. That there's a hashtag out there. Guess the Fanta flavor. I I don't uh, know if that's the actual hashtag. Actually, let me let me look that up. Hashtag Fanta mystery flavor. Yeah, it's the Fanta mystery flavor. Uh, it's all it's special for Halloween. Um, and uh, they have a registered trademark as what uh, is the Fanta flavor? Um. Okay. They're not telling you, but uh, the unique thing about this soda uh, is twofold. One, it is it is pure black. Okay. Opaque black, oh, not see through. So it is a... like motor oil <laughs> in terms Ooh. of its look. Uh, I'll send I'll send you a picture of it. Please. It is not, it is, you get ready to see the least appetizing cocktail you have uh, maybe ever seen in your entire life. But, you're wondering though, what could it taste like? Yeah, I have no clue, this, what could it taste like? This oil slick of a concoction, what could it possibly be? Uh, well, the answer is, um... <laughs> we don't know. Well, uh, as far as I can discern, Flintstones vitamins is what it tastes <laughs> the most like. <laughs> it's oh kind of my. like a, a citrusy um, uh, grape with maybe some raspberry in there. It's a it is a wonder this thing. Okay, yeah, that doesn't look good, bro. I don't know if I drink that. Oh. It's just straight black. 
Oh. Okay. Yeah. I... The Putrid Ooh. Bog is living up to its name. I didn't know that this if this would work. This this uh, combination that I've put together uh, of of scotch and the 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 peatiness of the scotch and the Flintstone vitamin-ness of this Fanta Zero Sugar are just they're teaming up. They're 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 a tag team uh, duo, and they're just pummeling my taste buds with terror. Just going a speed bag on my taste buds with. Oh, that's no good. With that's just like a, a bad combination of flavors. So bad job on me and and anyone out there. I encourage you not to make the putrid bog for yourself. Uh, but if you had you, you're, you've been warned. Yeah. Well, I just sent you a, a color of the leprechaun. Mm-hmm. You keep saying and, it like like I feel like there's a Star Trek connection there. No, it's just con, but I want to make sure I'm putting emphasis on con because it's not very good. Like I've well, conned you. Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, you have a the, this thing. It's a very anemic picture. You, uh, although it does look like a watered down mar a margarita. I have to break it to you. What what well, flavor of uh, of Gatorade did you use? Lemon lime. Okay, so the yellow. Yeah, the yellow one. Close and then there's one. the tequila that is getting it, that is like sort of sapped the saturation out of it a little bit. That's exactly, and the ice and everything else, you know. Well, there you go. Well, that's what we're enjoying this evening. Two hosts, you see, and between us, not a good drink, have we? Uh, well, that rhyme definitely was a crime. <laughs> but you shall do no time. Yeah, because no, I no. think my drink tastes decently fine. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, it's nothing like the putrid bog that you see. Nah, because you it gives a bad stomach ache to me. <laughs> yeah, that looks like the Exxon Valdez in a Quark's bar glass. I do appreciate the glass, though. Thank you very much. That my lovely wife got that for me for one of my birthdays. It's my favorite glass, of course, and uh, you know. You wouldn't uh, ruined it by putting that shit in there. Yep. It's never yeah, wash it's, it out. Yeah, the label, the, the, the you know, the uh, one of a you know kind uh, label is is peeling off. Quark can't be any found anywhere near this. Even though I think I think he might appreciate it. This looks like something a Ferengi would like. You know what I mean? They like they're like tube grubs. They think root beer is gross. This feels like a very like right up a Ferengi's alley. That's fair. Yeah, it looks like it would definitely power a starship. Yeah, yeah, or or a byproduct of a, of a starship being powered. Yeah, yeah, probably that one. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I'm kind of coming around on this drink a little bit. Maybe maybe it's all the the scotch in it, but uh, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I have I have a a lot of tequila. Good. Well, good for you. I'm very glad. I'm jealous. I I did not. I I should have put more more scotch in this i will say this warning warning out there to everyone out here who might try the putrid bog if you drink any measurable amount of this black soda and then you go to the bathroom the next day just like be aware it's gonna be a real weird time you know what i mean yeah what is gonna come out of you is gonna be you're going to be like, that's not a color of anything that comes out of a person. That's a Play-Doh color. How am I making a Play-Doh color? <laughs> the answer is, you just drank a bunch of pitch black soda. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that sounds... Uh, 
Like, I still, it's I want to try it. bad for your body. Did he, did he try the soda without the, uh, all the booze I did. in it? I did. I, it, I actually it. got the soda a few days ago. Okay. Uh, because, you know, you know how we are here at Pop Saga. We're suckers for a limited time promotion. Yeah, totally. Uh, when it yeah. comes especially to, like, manufactured, uh, uh, you know, large-scale manufactured goods. And uh, I saw it on the, the shelf, and I couldn't help but pick it up, especially because I have been looking for Fanta Zero Sugar as a mixer forever, and mm-hmm. no one around me carries it. They only carry the full sugar Fanta. So when I saw Zero Sugar Fanta, I was like immediately like, yes, cool. What is it? Is it pineapple? Is it strawberry? Something cool? Grape? Please, God, is it grape? Could it be grape? <laughs> no. No. It is a pitch black Flintstone vitamin flavored soda. Uh, but it is a weird thing. Like, you'll have a sip, and you'll be like, okay, no, I kind of get where they're going. This is good, maybe. And you'll have another sip, and you'll just be like, ah, ah. <laughs> I mean, the mysterious sodas be doing that. They do it does. Be doing that. It yeah. does hit, seemingly hit different and on a sip by sip basis, and I'm not quite sure what to think of it. There is complexity there. It, it, or it is very much just all of the leftover syrups that they had at the end of the day that they, they just threw in a one and put a bunch of black dye in there. And I'm just, I don't know. It, this is going to be a kind of thing where people are going to be like, don't eat the black dye. Did you eat it? Did you eat? Did you treat the black dye? Oh, no. It's going to be like the stuff. You remember that? Uh huh. Yeah, you better. Uh, yeah, no, you better. I mean, drink your drink and let's never speak of it again. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm just more worried about you now. Yeah, it, it feels like you, I'm worried you, about me too. You put yourself in a position where you're you're, you're just drinking the shit that you know. I'm sure the aliens brought from they live. Yeah, that's what yeah. that is. If they had said on it like, "Hey, don't worry about it. It's squid ink." I'm I'm here for it. Um, but the I'm just saying, you know, I don't want to get into it. But the time I had in the bathroom yesterday was just. It was there. The color correction was off. The color grading was off in a way that really upset me before I realized how much of this inky black soda I had been guzzling down the night before. Oh, I mean, you got excited. Finally found a Fanta Zero Sugar. Yeah. Damn the consequences until all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, did I eat rubber? Or, yeah, just, like, what is wrong with my insides? Yeah. What could be... Ha- this is a this is a red alert moment. Oh, wait, no. Never mind. I ate... I drank a soda that is inexplicably dark. <laughs> just I mean, impenetrable. That is, that is frighteningly. Like, the, all, the only parts that kind of stick up are, like, the ice at the bottom. Yeah, that's, um, like... Actually, I tried to capture it. This is, like... It was very strange. So, when I initially poured it in... Because I had it, I had it filled with crushed ice, and I initially poured it in the the Fanta kind of crept down very ominously, and then it hit the scotch, and it sort of stayed there. Little tendrils creeping into the amber liquid, like uh, like inky tentacles, just probing in there. And then it, it, I was trying to capture a picture of that, and then it just kind of all at once it invaded, like in a in an almost a jump scare style rush into the scotch and so what you're seeing there in the corner is like that's the last bastion of scotch just being like no no they've gotten through 
Yeah. So. <laughs> Hold the line. Oh God, they're inside the walls. Uh. So yeah, that's uh. Anyway, that's my cocktail. <laughs> Let's Fair talk enough. about Leprechaun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah, we can talk about it. I mean, uh, that's the right answer. Sorry for chewing my, uh, ice into the mic, but... Gotta enjoy what it can where I you say? can, man. Yeah, I gotta enjoy this this inky liquid. Well, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Leprechaun. Came yeah. out in, in, in 1992. That's right. Inexplicably rated R. Um, <laughs> is it, how is it rated R? Uh, how is it rated R? It, well, they, they went back. Oh, um, by the way, I'm not playing the spoiler. No. On this one. In fact, if you all you people haven't seen this movie, we're doing you a, a, a service. Yeah, just um, listen to this, and you don't to need this. to. You don't need to see it. Also, uh, I, I just to reassure everyone out there, the spoiler witch got into contact with me when they found out we were doing this episode, and they told me like, "Don't wor- worry about it." And then they couldn't help themselves. Five minutes of laughing, just not even just like breathless laughing, and they kept being like, "No, it's okay. I, I got more to say." Leprechaun, <laughs> you idiot. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, just know that the spoiler witch is getting a kick out of the fact that we subjected ourselves to this. Um, but, you know, the Leprechaun is one of those classic 80s, 90s movie monsters that went on to have a pretty long tail. There's a lot of Leprechaun movies out there. Yeah, there's like seven, I think. Yeah. So this is like, regardless of our thoughts on this movie, I mean, it caught on. And it got a ton of sequels, which is incredible. And the Leprechaun has been everywhere. To space. The hood. Twice. (laughs) Right. I forgot about that. They're like, geez. Leprechaun's getting a little stale. Where are we got to go? Back to the hood. But it's not to T.O. It's to the number. Back to the hood. It, yes, and remember, he went to space before he went to the hood. Normally, you get to zanier and zanier places on Earth before space is your quote-unquote final frontier. Yeah. Nah, he was just like, where should I go next? I've been to the moon. I've been to space. I've looked for space princesses to marry. I'm going to the hood. The hood. Yes. Yeah, sure. Why not? Twice. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, went uh, right right on back. Um, I don't think I've ever seen another leprechaun. Have you? uh, I saw two. And then I saw parts of In the Hood because I couldn't believe that's where they went. And then I just stopped. The, the, The leprechaun series is. I was talking to my buddy Michael because I was trying to figure out if it was like, did I watch this on HBO or did I see it in the theaters? And he seems to believe we actually saw this in theaters. I do not remember that, but I will not discredit him saying that because normally we would go to this. It's no longer here. It's an Ikea now. But we'd go to this uh, theater called the St. Francis where you could get a double feature for like six bucks. 
So you'd go in and see one movie and then you just stick for the other. And they never carded you if like one was rated R and one was like PG-13 or whatever. They didn't care because crack was smoked very openly in this theater. So it was good times. <laughs> no, I mean, wow. I'm not, I'm not even being facetious. You'd be in there and you'd be like, Ooh, is this 4DX? No, it's a person with an extremely powerful crack lighter in the corner. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. You enjoyed Leprechaun 2 crackhead? Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad one of us is. <laughs> so, so, wait, you saw, so you saw Leprechaun 2 in the theaters, not Leprechaun 1. No, I, he thinks that we might have seen Leprechaun 1 in the theaters. Okay. Leprechaun yeah. 2 would for have been sure. like 12 years old. Yeah, which is not that crazy when you know about the St. Francis like I know about the St. Francis. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like, it's, they, it works out. This is, I mean, this movie is, I feel like, squarely aimed at that demographic. It, it feels like it is. It feels like it's like people who grew up with horror movies and then f- think they're coming into something good. Like a leprechaun, sure, he looks, he looks mischievous and up to no good. And, you know, he'll, he'll, it'll be s- spooky, scary. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think that the, the, whoever is in charge of like the packaging of the VHS designs. That definitely, like, when I saw that VHS as a kid, I was definitely scared of watching this movie. Yeah, well, it's just the uh, poster with him coming through the door. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like a little creepy leprechaun, and it just says, your luck just ran out. And it is a very, like, it's a cool poster, yeah. It's a and it's very evocative. Um, but, like, I do wish I had seen this as a kid, <laughs> because I think I would have actually, I would have probably enjoyed it. I still would have been scared. I'm not trying to be like saying I was some sort of tough kid. I was not. I I was genuinely scared at Ernest Scared Stupid, uh, the Ernest movie about Halloween. Yeah, Um, that says some things. Yeah, right. So in terms of like my level of being scared, I was a very like easily frightened child. But I do wish I had seen this particular movie in that time period. Because I think the the time that I actually saw it was, I think, mid-30s. And at a mid thirties, there, I mean, aside from like the kitsch and the nostalgia and the corniness, there isn't a lot for you here uh, in this movie. But I think if I had saw it when I was younger, I, I probably would have more affection for it. I don't know, hard to say. Well, as someone who did watch it when he was younger, uh, I can tell you that definitely is not the case. Okay, so there's yeah. nothing. There's nothing about it being sort of like a core part of your your monster oeuvre as a child that has like that has engendered any sort of like nostalgia or no (laughs) no i mean more for warwick davis than sure love warwick davis happy to see him at anything exactly than the actual movie you know what i mean like this is i mean as a kid i'm pretty sure i yeah, I, I know exactly what part I enjoyed because it was the part that got me laughing again. Uh, it was the pogo stick part. Um, sure, yeah. But like everything else, like I barely remembered this movie. So on, on rewatch, I was just like, oh man, this movie's really bad. It's really, and it just, I just kept, uh, yeah, oh, spoiler alert for my <laughs> review. <laughs> Not to give it away or anything, yeah, but this movie is quite bad. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. I, it, it's another painfully kind of slow 
movie in in a way, and then like it doesn't really have a high bo- body count, which is an you know is another problem for for this. Like it it feels like it's a movie that was it feels like two separate movies. Uh, a movie that they wanted to make was which was probably more of a, a comedy, and then at some point like maybe someone was just like. Hey, uh, this needs to be scarier, so let's make it grosser in certain parts. But even that stuff isn't very gross. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not you're not wrong. Uh, it is. Uh, it's written and directed by uh, a man named Mark Jones, and uh, Mark Jones seemingly is responsible for. All of the leopard. No, 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 no. Sorry, it, those are based on characters created by. He did not. He only directed and wrote the first one. So he is the mastermind, though, of uh, of of Leprechaun. He also wrote Rumpelstiltskin, which seems like very much of the same. I wonder if that's Come he on. was. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I wonder if he was, uh, if he was like hired based on. Hey, let's get the guy. Leprechaun to wrote uh, write the horror movie Rumpelstiltskin. Uh, he was a writer on the TV series Nightman. Do you remember Nightman? Fuck yeah, I remember Nightman. Nightman was the shit. It was one of the Malibu Comics uh, universe uh, comics originally, and uh, they they ever you know when in the nineties mid nineties comic books were kind of having their. Yeah, you know, Batman was out, and all those movies were kind of out, so they were kind of mm-hmm. back in vogue. So yeah, like uh, Prime, Nightman, Prototype, Hard, Hardwire, Mantis, like, classic. Mant- <laughs> well, classic no, Man- pop saga. Yeah, but I don't think Mantis was a part of the Malibu comic universe. No, okay, but- so I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> You're yeah, just yeah, talking yeah. about Malibu, not the glut of '90s terrible like low budget superhero shows exactly but nightman was he was one of my favorites because it was i always felt it was drawn very well but it was it was it's a it's a weird comic but i i and watched I, the shit out of that tv show it was a bad tv show too it was really bad it was they bad. really it was good. that was like a prototype batman like mold that they got that out of and then they just painted the shoulders blue uh, well, it was because so he got in an accident. He was a saxophone player that lived in San Francisco, yep. and he got in an accident on a cable car. I think a box of rice aroni hit him or something. Yep. And he was in a coma <laughs> for a little bit, and then he comes Classic out. San Francisco accident. Yeah, you got to be careful. The people will like just just know when you're walking the hills, ladies and gentlemen, that you might get you might get kneecapped by a box of rice aroni. Um. But uh, he could hear evil thoughts. Okay. And, and so All right. because of that, he put on a costume. And he also, he, I don't think he needed to sleep. That was another thing. Was he wakes up and he did not need to sleep. That's kind of hear, a power, though. That's he could hear evil power. thoughts. And then for some strange reason, he had like a, a, a red eye on his costume and then a, an exposed eye. And um, I thought the comic was drawn very well. But yeah, that was... <laughs> Let's I probably, not I probably to get would. done too much of a uh, tangent here, but let us let us read. Let me read you this summary uh, as put together by user on IMDb 
RCS0411. Uh, Johnny Domino is a musician. While performing sort of for some VIPs, he's struck by a lightning bolt. That's it. I he then it thinks he rice hears <laughs> lightning bolt, rice a you know, uh, half a dozen, uh, half a dozen of one and six of another, whatever, however that goes. Uh, he's hit by a lightning bolt. He then thinks he, he hears things, but no one is it talking. And the things that he hears are terrible. Johnny is then told by S. Doctor that his mind can pick up thoughts like radio pickup frequencies. <laughs> okay, well, this, 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 this user is starting to lose me a little but bit. But the frequency he is picking up is the frequency of evil. Which explains why the things he hears are terrible. Remember when he mentioned that earlier? Yep. yep. Uh, Among the things he heard were the thoughts of a government man who is looking (laughs) for some men who are planning to sell weapons built for the U.S. to enemies of the U.S. In the meantime, the traitors, fearing that Johnny is a threat, tries to kill him but fails. Believing that Johnny is the only person he can trust, Ray- Rayleigh Jordan, a man who works for the government man, tells Johnny <laughs> what's going on and shows him the weapons, a bulletproof suit, an anti-gravity belt, a cape that render a man invisible, and an eyepiece that can emit a laser. When Riley gives them to Johnny and puts the and puts them and becomes a superhero who goes after the traitors. <laughs> Thank you, RCS zero four one one for that uh, amazing uh, succinct synopsis. So I think we're we're all caught up on what Nightman is all about. He is he got weapons by a government man. I mean, does that make you want to watch it? Hmm. Right? Kind of. kind of, right? Yeah, exactly. kind of does. Kind of does. I do love the the fact that it's like he was he's a musician and he was performing for some VIPs when he struck by a lightning bolt. Yeah, I just, I just remember it was I just remember it was something. It was it was again the the comic art was good. The comic uh, art was good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Comic yeah. art was good. I, uh, oh, I'm sure. I, I'm sure Nightman. Day man, <laughs> <laughs> that is the other problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in these days, yeah, you can't. I can't think of it without thinking of, uh, without thinking of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But, um, it it, it also starred Felicia M. Bell, who uh, was uh, who played Cisco's late wife in DS Nine. So, there you go, there Star go. Trek fans. <laughs> Here. Here. I'm going to send you a picture of the very first uh, comic book because, folks, you don't need much plot on uh, Leprechaun. Let me just tell you that right now. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, I, we there's so much to get through, John. So much to get through. Yeah, that's up. Yeah. I mean, that has, in, a, that has a 90s charm. That yeah, has a back 90s in 93, that was pretty good. Just but saying. even then, they do still do to give him the big eye, huh? That one yeah, big yeah, eye is, is that's a holdover. A laser. Oh, I can tell you for a fact. I his get costume it, gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> a 
get it, John. Like, it takes place in San Francisco. Like, yeah, it's for me. If, exactly. If I was also a, a city kid and grew up in the city, so, as you did, and I, there was a, a thing that took place in my city, I would be automatically a fan. Just saying. Just saying. Oh, jeez, you're not kidding. Right? That other costume is... Whoo, and some have, I stopped reading after we got to that part. And does he now he has like a crescent moon f- motif going on? Don't know yeah. how I feel about that. Yeah, he's, well, he's just stealing shit off. Of, he's like kind of Moon Knight, kind of Batman, kind of. He's oh, kind of a little bit of everybody, really. He's the every man, man. You know who I miss, Moon Knight. I do. I'm too. not even kidding, too. Like I, I saw like there was a uh, an article that popped up. Uh, just like a speculative article about what if Marvel made Midnight Suns and like who they've got already uh, for that super team. And they showed uh, Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight and I was like, damn, I wish there was more Moon Knight. Yeah, we're never getting that again. I know, we're not. I don't feel like we're getting any season twos of any of these Marvel shows. Nah, definitely not. I feel like uh, Loki's the Loki and uh, what if are going to be the exceptions to that rule. Yeah, yeah. Loki, oh, by the way, yeah. We'll, t- we'll you know, hey, st- t- stay tuned after Pop Scares you. We're going to be talking about Loki. Uh, yeah. Spoiler, spoiler. But uh, uh, we're going to be checking in with Loki. Um, unless you don't want us to, tell us on the Discord. If you, that sounds like, if you don't care about Loki, let us know. Uh, but I, man, I am really enjoying it. It's really good. I'd rather talk about that in like Brigand right now, if I'm totally honest. But yeah, no, uh, no, we gotta scares the people. That's so. right. That's right. It's not on brand. It's not spooky. Uh, even though it is very good and very stylish, and I, I like it a lot. Um, and no, right? It's not. We're not talking about Nightman tonight. Even though now I kind of wish we were. Um, no, we're talking about Leprechaun. Leprechaun, a movie that is starring Jennifer Aniston. Something that they did not advertise on the original poster, but now, uh, who someone whose whose likeness quote unquote takes up most of the artwork for it? Well, this was her her first role. Yeah, yeah, and so. it's the whole time I was watching this movie, all I could think about was like she is so clearly a star. Do you know what I mean? Like, even oh, yeah, then. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, is her character, Tori, a complete uh, a parody of the L.A. Valley person at that time? Yes. But or, I mean, just like a, a West Coast liberal elite. It's like the. Well, when you put it like that, I like the character even more. <laughs> But I mean, it's almost, it's very funny that we watch this kind of back to back with uh, the Friday the 13th part three, uh, because they both have like this, oh, a highfalutin city girl coming out to the country. Oh, she's not going to like it without all her Madison Avenue and uh, Beverly Hills 90210s. True. I wouldn't like it either if I was just moving up to a little rinky-dink house. But, yes, very in, similar. In South Dakota, California. Yeah, well, you know, I've never been there. So I don't, does that really exist? South Dakota? No, I mean, yeah. I, I, I haven't been there either, so I can't, I can't say with certainty since I have not seen it. But Is that near Kalinga? 
It's got to be yeah, near Kalinka, right? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I think it's out near Fresno for sure. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, but, uh, yeah, because in the opening scenes, uh, we Jennifer Aniston's character, Tori, says, uh, first she guesses that they're in New Mexico. And then uh, her father uh, corrects her to say, no, this is South Dakota. What? Are those places even near each other, John? I mean, no, not not mm-hmm. not at all. No, not even a little bit. Uh, I don't know. That is, and that sets you off right at the start. That sets up your expectations. The movie is saying is sitting you down and saying, "Hey, this is what our idea of humor is. What do you think? Is it funny?" I mean, yeah, I I thought it was. I thought their sense of humor was trying to tell me that that was her dad. Oh right. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah. Exactly. This Mm-mm. guy. This guy is in the movie four or five minutes before he is out for the rest of the time and doesn't come back. He gets a little bite on the hand. Does not appear in the movie again. Yeah, I mean. He could be maybe her older brother. Well, I mean, he looks the same age as her love interest in this movie. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of getting at. It was very, uh, I was just like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay, that's supposed to be your dad, huh? Put a little gray in his in his hair. I was like, how much older is he than Jennifer Aniston said to look that up. It's only 11. Obviously, I don't look ages or whatever, but it was just really distracting for me to try <laughs> the picture that this was a father-daughter relationship. When, yeah, the, 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 I forget what his name is. What was the dude's, uh... The love interest? Al- yeah, it was Alex or something. No, not uh, Alex. Nathan. That was a little kid. Nathan, thank you. But Nathan guy was like, I was like, you look exactly the same as... You know, like, yeah, you look almost just like the dad for the most part, so. Yeah, Nathan, not a great, I mean, this movie is from 1992, as you mentioned, and it is a 1992 of a movie. Uh, the the male character in this um, begins his interaction with Tori, who we're supposed to be, like, we're supposed to laugh at, not with, because she doesn't like uh, she doesn't like a, a a house full of trash and cobwebs that people died in. Like, <laughs> I don't know what. Like, the movie clearly wants us to be like, oh, this this lady. Ah, oh, boy, what is she? What is she talking about? <laughs> True. But it's just like, but it's like the house that she, this house looks awful. Like, has the dad never seen it? Has he, was he never, is, did he buy it sight unseen and this is the first time he is seeing this house? I feel that way. I feel, I feel like that was, that was the case for this because it's just like, why would you buy this house and look at it so lovingly? Why would you then hire people to paint it versus, versus, I don't know, cleaning it up uh, before you paint it? You know, that type of thing. And or just like, stuff. yeah, it just like you bought it from, I guess. What happened was a woman was killed there fell, uh, by the leprechaun, uh, Mrs. O'Grady. And then Mr. O'Grady had a stroke. 
he then had a, had to be cared for in uh, a home for the next 10 years, and the property just sat as it was, I suppose, uh, for the entire time. And then this guy bought it, sight unseen, and then shows up. All their shit's still there. It is exactly the same as the day that they left. Yeah, and it wasn't like he he left and then everyone just thought it was haunted, so everyone just left it alone. No. This was a this was a, a delightful Irish couple that lived out in the middle of nowhere in South Dakota and apparently weren't people of means. Uh but during a trip to his mother's funeral, Mr. O'Grady finds captures a leprechaun and then mm-hmm. by the rules of the leprechauns which everyone knows he had to show him where the pot of gold was which apparently was i guess in a weird dungeon that we see at the very start of the movie um and then he takes the gold but the leprechaun wants it back and that's pretty much the genesis of the whole story because the leprechaun follows him to the the states kills his wife and then is locked in a a crate, a empty yep. crate he just had in the basement. Yep. Perfectly uh, leprechaun size. Perfectly leprechaun size. And then a four-leaf clover is placed on the top and there is there is apparently if you have a four-leaf clover, it makes it hurts the leprechaun, it takes away his power and makes him vulnerable because otherwise he's like an immortal invulnerable being that uh has magic that's correct and i guess having access to his gold makes him more powerful yes he has a baseline of magic but when he gets his gold he has slightly more i guess yeah well i mean he said he had more power john but he didn't really do anything more magical when he had it I don't know. You ever ride around on a tricycle at fucking like sixty miles per hour? That's pretty I mean, magical to me. Okay, that's that's fair. Although, yeah, and I guess he did once he got his gold back. He did start doing that. No, he teleports in before he got his gold. Yeah, he, so he has access to do. Yeah, it's just something he doesn't. He only likes to do in situations that uh, is important to him, but not all the time. Because he could have yeah. just teleported to where those kids were instead of said tricycle. So maybe his teleportation has a range, but maybe he has all hundred of his coins. Uh, he could teleport a little further. He could do some other stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's a. It, it's a weird. It's a weird power set thing because he has kind of like. I don't know about you. The leprechaun gave me like kind of like freddy vibes like with his quips and sure then, yeah definitely then, influenced you know then chucky and gremlin vibes as well uh uh and it's just a weird i don't know he's just a weird amalgam of things that i don't necessarily find scary um except just the sitting through this movie and going wow this is 93 minutes but i felt like i lost a whole day <laughs> well, I mean, I I broke it up over two viewing sessions. Oh, uh, I don't know if that was smart. I don't think it was. It was like I was watching a, a serialized television show. 
And I'll tell you what, not great. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's it's not good because like, pretty much when they're up there, uh, the the probably the two characters that were the coolest outside of uh, the Leprechaun because I think Warwick Davis does a a, a, a fine job. He, he, he settles into the character a little bit. He's a little too punny. Um, and he does this, like, almost on every line. You're like, oh, I'm going to get the pogo stick. You know, yeah. like this little, like, yeah. But, like, uh, Ozzy and Alex are probably the two more likable characters. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, no one believes Ozzy. Uh, when the leprechaun shows up because the leprechaun is just alive in that box you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And you would just think at some point wind or something would have just knocked that four leaf clover off the box or, or something. Or it just would have, after a decade, it would have just like turned into dust. Yeah. Or like, why didn't uh, Mr. O'Grady just throw it in there with the leprechaun? How about this? Uh, Mr. O'Grady, who uh, is murdered later off screen yeah. uh, after surviving the stroke and then hung upside down through a ele the top of an elevator, yep. um, he confesses, oh, all you have to do is, is put the leprechaun on, or sorry, put the four-leaf clover on the leprechaun's body. That makes him, or makes him vulnerable, and then you can kill him. Well... There are two things that Mr. Grady had when he locked him in that box. A four-leaf yeah. clover and a pistol. Yep. I mean, hell, that's how he got him in the box. He yeah. shot him anyway. So when he was <laughs> picking up box. his body and, and very carefully lowering it down in there, like he was being very respectful to the actor Warwick Davis, which who, right. who was he was, uh, he could have just put that leprechaun on his forehead uh, and blap, blap. Yeah. Man, that'd be a way better movie. I would have, I'd have been okay with like a twelve-minute-long movie if that was the mm -hmm. case. That would have been like wow. And then he continues to get drunk and uh, talk about how rich he is. I guess. Sure, I'd watch another eighty minutes of him doing that. Yeah, he was a great tipper. He, he was his suit was awful, but he was having a great time. Yeah. Got a limo um, to come take him back home. That's right. All that stuff. He's he was living it up for that that hot minute. Yeah, he really was. He was about to have some delicious tea, uh, but not anymore because he's well. I guess no, he lived for another decade before <laughs> succumbing to uh, the the leprechaun who was finally who he could have gone back at any time. Truly, and, uh, and yeah, he could have built up his strength, got a bunch more four leaf clovers. Drill a little hole in the side of the box, push yep. them motherfuckers in there until it, it's raining on them like flash dance. And, and I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Out shoot there. through the box. You're saying, oh, but but Pop Saga, Pop Saga pals, uh, where are you gonna find all these four leaf clovers? Well, good news for you, because there are plenty. <laughs> they are growing right next to the well, where the the this. Uh, this Irish couple had had um taken up residence in South Dakota. Now here's my question: Uh, did they plant a some some clover fields in this very arid and dusty uh piece of property that they have, or mm -hmm. is nature kind of racist? 
uh, well, I'm going to go with the, you know, the most obvious prevalent theory. It's nature's racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I thought. Nope. Good. I'm very glad. I'm glad to have my, I'm glad to have my wild opinions uh, validated. No problem. Uh, anytime. <laughs> also, I, I guess maybe once they found them there, though, that's when they put those very hot green lights on them. Yeah. Like, I don't even think those were gelled. I think those nope. were just literally like green light bulbs. It's just <laughs> a green light bulb. It, like, it doesn't look green enough. They'll never, they'll never believe it's green. But I light it with a green light. Oh well, that'll do it. Man, it looks magical. It doesn't look mm-hmm. tacky, out of place at all. Because who would assume that this little patch of clovers would be right here by this one little well? Versus certainly not anybody, as far as I know. Uh, not I. Uh, so when. Like everything happens, there's very little that actually goes on in this movie. But uh, Jennifer Anderson's character uh, Tori is sort of a uh, initially does not want to be here, but then she meets a, a real hunk uh, in the form of Nathan. Um, and of course, as we mentioned, he is wildly toxic to her. It just it is like uh, their first interaction is uh, is just a, antagonistic. And then he be, he proceeds to like neg her throughout the rest of the show or the rest of the movie, I should say. And it is just like, oh, this is yep, this is the nineties. What time did this come out? Ninety two. Uh huh. Yeah, that that checks out. It checks out. Uh, because the the, the and she because she falls for him immediately after he deploys this this uh this method of just being kind of like a a chauvinist with big arms. Yeah, I think that's accurate. Yeah. yeah. And he, he is part of a painting trio, three guys that paint. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it includes him, Nathan, uh, the aforementioned uh, Ozzy, and Alex. Now, did I miss something, John? How do these three people know each other at all? Well, so Alex is Nathan's brother, and Ozzy, I think, is just a childhood friend. Okay, okay, that's of my Nathan of, of Nathan, yes. But okay, that 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 checks out. Yeah, but I, you know, obviously, I mean, they're very blunt with it in this movie, but uh, Ozzy has some. Uh, learning difficulties or implied learning difficulties is yes they some yes he is uh they yeah they comment on him a lot in that regard and it is wildly uncomfortable because i i find his story to be tragic uh because nobody treats him with any sort of respect really they they look at him as a burden throughout the entire movie uh, and Ozzy is nothing but like kind and uh, insightful a lot of time and like helpful. Uh, and they treat him like fucking garbage. It was like hard to watch, to be honest. Like, yeah. and I like this guy. I remember him from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, where he played yeah. a great uh, foil to Pee Wee in, in the in the form of Francis. Um, and uh, yeah, I just like I don't know anyone who wasn't Jennifer Aniston and the leprechaun. I was just like, 
and and Ozzy to a to, and Ozzy and maybe Alex to a certain extent. Uh, I was just like, kill them now. Like, <laughs> where are these people's grand creative uh, demises? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely wouldn't have missed most of the people on this movie. I honestly, I just kind of wished it would have been Ozzy and uh, Ozzy, Tori, and Alex that made it out of this, uh, mm-hmm. made it out of this thing, and you know, Leprechaun vanquished, and then you know, Nathan gets taken out. Uh, maybe after the bear trap to his leg, he falls into another bear trap into his face or something. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe the leprechaun could have done one fun creative kill in this entire movie yeah, <laughs> and it could have been to nathan yeah because it sure as hell wasn't throughout any of these any of these other kills he's just he's just a, i mean when it comes down to it he's just a neck breaker but that's truly yeah yeah because he scares mrs o'grady down the stairs yeah and that's how she that. dies yeah and her neck goes, breaks yeah but she goes ass up over like she flew down the the, the thing like uh Darth Vader fell down the stairs in Return of the Jedi. Like, oh! Yeah, right. Yeah, did a crazy <laughs> somersault down yeah. the stairs. Absolutely, it was it was fairly brutal. Uh, and then he snaps that cop's neck. And is that it? Is that all the kills in the in the movie? No. So then there's oh, also oh, Mr. O'Grady, of course. Mr. O'Grady, who you, we don't see how he dies and don't know how he got on top of, or tossed on top of the elevator for that part to happen. Yeah. Magic it, it felt, is always the answer. Yeah. It just felt like they could have showed that, but I guess they had to waste time with that, uh, him and, a uh, the leprechaun in a wheelchair chasing Jennifer Aniston. And then, Oh yeah. No, I mean, I don't know why you're saying it's a waste of time. Best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. All the, part- all the racing, like engine sounds and the screeching tire sounds and like the car crash sounds. And the fact that there was no, like anytime they had to speed him up because obviously he's moving so fucking slow trying to move this goddamn wheelchair. And he's, and he's always hella behind her. But anyway, it was, you're also forgetting the dude who ran the pawn shop who got pogo sticked. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. That, that at least, yeah. Yeah. That, that one wasn't bad. Uh, okay, so the kill count in this movie is three? Four. Four, okay. Four. Yeah. It's about, uh, it's about, um, there's a, uh, there is a, uh, YouTube channel you could watch if you like. It's called, uh, uh, Dead Meat. Take it however you will. He does kill counts for all the movies, and if you want to watch them there, you totally could. He broke the average out as a kill every 22 minutes. For this particular movie. For this particular movie, yeah. Yeah. Pretty, as far as kill counts go and the creativity therein, pretty disappointing, I have to say. Uh, I was expecting a lot more. I didn't really remember this movie all that well. And I was, I didn't, so I had really no, nothing to, what or didn't know what to expect. And, uh, but the result was just like, I don't know. He does, like you said, he does like a, a couple of neck breaks. He does the pogo stick one is pretty creative, so that's nice. But other than that, it's just like scratching people and or scaring people so they kill themselves. Uh, it definitely felt like they were trying to go for something original and creative. Like there are there are moments where you're like, oh, this is a crazy magical being, or or you're meant to think that. 
Like for instance, when he uh, when he just goes into a barn and builds a car, you're like, oh, and like you, <laughs> there's the sound of like drilling and and, uh, and and like a blowtorch. You're like, oh, right, yeah, of course, yeah, he was of he just goes into the barn and builds a car, and now you're saying to yourself, ah, but Forrest, there was an earlier scene where he had a toy car that he got from the guy at the pawn shop. Right. Uh, that he would, that's how he was pulled over by the cop, uh, going like three miles an hour. Yeah. But we see that car later intact. So that's not that car at all. He built a brand new car with a pitchfork on it, which with enough torque and horsepower to knock over a full, a full ass full size truck. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. He, he converted it into a Mad Max car. Yeah. Um, he like didn't convert it, John. He made a whole brand new one. Well, I think it's the same one. I just thought I thought it's he not... A-teamed it. I thought no, he no. spray paints it, and then he put the pitchfork, because you hear the, and then yeah, no, breaking I mean, through it. So I just assumed he just. That's what I assumed, too. But later, when he is counting his gold by the cop car, and the sort of the menagerie of cars and things he has collected, the the car from the pawn shop is there intact. Oh, Sans, uh, Sans upgrades. So this is a whole new car. Wow, I did not realize that. I thought he, he took the other from car scratch. in like like seconds, literally seconds. In literally he, seconds. Yeah. It, now, okay, in the internal log- logic of this movie, I will not eliminate the possibility that it is possible that he went back in there. Change that that base car into the into the Mad Max machine, and then changed it back <laughs> to its original form because he liked it better. I'm not I'm not eliminating that possibility. It's still within the realm of possibility for this movie. I get this movie is hard as shit to follow. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe he did take that extra time because that's that seems to be this leprechaun's mo. He does like time. to take the time, yep. He take. likes to set things up. He loves royalty-free nursery rhymes as a yeah. way to uh, to lure his victims. Yeah, there's like one that I, I actually wrote down the quote because it was from the Polistic one, but I'm afraid to say it because it sounds like I might get in trouble. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say it, and you tell me if I should believe this out. Okay. It's Again, this is him. Bouncing on a pogo stick on top of the, I'm assuming, pawn shop guy's chest. This old lep, he played one. He played pogo on his lung. I don't like the way he says lep in there. I feel I feel real bad yeah, about that. I think he's talking I think he's referring to leprechaun, but it I does know. it does feel like it could be also something else. Alright, so now I'm gonna do a test. Alright, okay. This old he played one. He played Pogo on his lung, right? So you felt like I said something bad there. So I think I said something bad. I I said something bad. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. the 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 beep adds a lot of uh, adds a lot of of uh, you know. It adds a lot of. Uh, it allows the mind to fill in the blank, and it could be. Yes, anything. it does. Oh my god! <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> Uh, wow, wow. Okay, almost uh, to stop the show dead in its tracks. What a, I mean, amazing thing to say. 
We got to beep that out. Um, but uh, yeah, hard to follow. Definitely slow. Definitely a lot of like the character's motivation rarely makes sense. A lo- the, uh, the the dad buys this house. The first thing he does not does not clean out all the dead people's furniture, uh, and not clean out all the cobwebs and tarantulas because there are just the house is just chock a block filled with cobwebs and tarantulas and bric-a-brac of all sorts. Uh, nope. He decides to get it painted by what seems to be the worst three painters in town, based on how they're painting the outside of this building. Uh, a real, no, no tarps, no paint, uh, no tape. They're just slopping it all over, getting it on the deck, doesn't matter, getting it on themselves. Um, and the colors he has chosen is like a primary blue and a primary red. It looks terrible. It's dreadful. It is absolutely dreadful. And... They're not painting with any sort of efficiency. They're painting nope. splotchy. Like originally, I thought they were painting like swatches to say, hey, what do you think? But no, it just was just like, oh, some red goes here, some blue goes here. Doesn't this look great? And I'm like, no. No. No, it, it looks doesn't. Like a nightmare. It looks terrible. The leprechaun's doing you a favor by by like taking everybody out of the picture. Uh, although I would argue the dad deserves to be taken out of the picture because his... He reaches into a, he's on a ranch out in the middle of nowhere, and he reaches into the hollow of a tree. I mean, for a moment, let's pretend like leprechauns don't exist. And instead, like, it could be anything in that tree. A rattler? True. Who knows what's in South Dakota, California? Yeah. A black widow spider? A brown recluse? Any of those could have been in there. And you, you don't just reach into a dark, hollow tree trunk. That's where all the nasty things live in there. That's true. That's true. You're right. So, You're right. Yeah. It, like, and, and, he, and he did it because he hurt a cat. And what was he? And he was trying to what? Get the cat out of the tree? Guess what? Just go over to the windowsill, open up a can of tuned fish. And that cat's going to come out of that tree. Uh, you don't have to worry yourself about it. Don't have to reach into a deep, dark tree. No, that's fair. Even if it was a cat in in the, 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 the hole of a tree, I'm not sticking my hand down there. No. no. Even if it is a cat, I'm just like, it, it'll come out. I don't care what it is. Yeah. I don't care if the pot of gold's in there. It's staying. You don't yeah. chop down that tree before I put my hand in there. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. No, you're right on that. And the word, oh man, can we talk about that effect? Seeing the leprechaun oh in the God. hole. In the tree. What was that effect? <laughs> what were they even thinking? They lit him clear as bright as day. Yeah. And the 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 scrim around him was. It felt like it was try number one at the Looney Tunes like outro. And they're like, no, this is like horrifying. This this black. You just like. You basically painted what it would be what it would be like to look through a a uh, garbage bag telescope. I I agree. I thought it looked like a sign you'd see at a wrestling event. Like you put your <laughs> head through the hole and be like, I'm the a hole here. It is it is <laughs> it is frightfully bad. I I I I had a nice good 
five minute long chuckle over that just because yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't believe that that was the thing like at this point don't even show him in there like just 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 let me assume that that the leprechaun was the reason why got like you it. alluded to earlier this movie i don't have any evidence of this being true because true to the form on this show i did not do any research but Perfect. uh this this uh, movie does feel very much like it is a product of a lot of notes and a lot of like shifting priorities uh, because that particular scene that you're mentioning where he is like his face is lit daytime it just looks like a picture of him they they may have taken just another clip from another part of the movie and just put it in there because somebody said no one's gonna know that it was him in the tree they're gonna think it was a cat that bit uh the dude's hand which is not a i mean that is probably what what people would have thought or at least a certain percentage of people but it really felt like an afterthought putting his face in there because you're like you said the effect was so bad and you know in general this movie is kind of reeks of low budget there's very few uh locations the the sets are hilariously bad there's a part where you like <laughs> What, okay, what you? I feel like you want to say something. So. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, because it's just my brain just is like, yes, he's right. Yes, <laughs> it's it's it is funny that we are talking about this movie after we talk about Friday Thirteenth Part Three because they were filmed in the same location. <laughs> oh, so this is that ranch. This is it's that ranch up, that they in, film everything at. Yeah, like Sanguine, California, or something like. So that's where like a lot of horror movies and stuff were filmed up at. So. Or uh, Salgas, Salgas, California. Yeah, Sanguine, I think, is pretty Sa- good, too. Sa- Sanguine felt, uh, you know, felt appropriate. A little off the nose, um, maybe, but uh, yeah, absolutely but, right. Yeah, no, this movie is grossly low budget, with the exception of the uh, makeup appliances for Warwick Davis, the leprechaun. I actually think those, like, it really moves well with his face. There's, yeah, it actually looks pretty good. And yeah. not what about when he at the end when uh the best the funniest line in the entire movie uh fuck you lucky charms yeah hey lep fuck you lucky charms <laughs> and he, when uh when Alex fires a four leaf clover clover wrapped around a wad of bubble gum from his precocious uh slingshot into the mouth of the leprechaun. I thought that the uh, melting leprechaun effect was pretty good. That was like a a pretty good series of effects and like a little animatronic as well. Yeah, totally. Like it it gave me, um, uh, uh, fucking, oh my God. Gremlins? Uh, Gremlin vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This movie very much wants to be Gremlins. Yeah, that's. Tone and theme. And it, it sure certainly wants to be. That's what I'm talking about. Like, there are just parts in where it just feels like, no, this is really, it's not really meant to be scary. Because even I, even I couldn't picture myself being 12, 13 years old thinking that this no. movie was scary. But it feels like there just were certain points where it's like, oh, you just ratchet up the violence. But this, like, you kind of said it just felt like tacked on or added on afterwards. Like, the, the pogo stick thing, I'll keep going back because there's only four kills, people. Only four. And... Three of them are so uninteresting to mm-hmm. me, anyway. Like this is the one, and like originally he's jumping on the chest. It seems fine, and then they cut away to his face, and I guess it was trying to intimate that he was jumping on his face too with the thing. But it just felt like that was such a departure from the weird, like you know, like 
comedy that they're kind of going through with this. Uh, yeah, or, it was those are the funny moments. It definitely felt like it was it, it was trying to be a like a uh, a dark comedy, um, but uh, also in that scene where he pogo, pogo jumps on the the guy's chest, I thought for sure he was gonna pogo jump on the knee because. Like they, he eat, he bites the guy in the knee, and then the guy's like holding the knee, and I was like, wow, that would be really brutal. It would be like really viscerally gross if he like pogo stick jumped on his knee until it like split open. So that would be really gross. No, he does it on the chest, which I guess is a faster way to kill the dude. But uh, yeah, there were, the, yeah, the the kills. It's not even really worth talking about because they are so mundane. But there are some. Like you mentioned, this being sort of inspired by Freddy and Child's Play and Gremlins to a certain extent, uh, the scene where a little leprechaun hand comes through the telephone. Oh, my God, yes. Yes, that, <laughs> that brought me back to, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. Yeah. And all of a sudden, oh, see, I remembered her character's name. Only a week apart. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> the little creepy hand coming out of the phone. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> the thing is, like, they don't go far enough with that stuff, though. There isn't enough creepy, like, leprechaun stuff. Uh, I will say that every time Jennifer Aniston's character is given a laugh line, she pulls it off. Like her, she her comedic timing that she will employ to great effect later in Friends is on full display here in a way that no one else can in this movie except Warwick Davis. Well, I mean, you said it. You said it right. Like earlier, if we didn't know where Jennifer Aniston would have ended up, and like I would have watched this movie without, like, say she never did anything beyond this, mm -hmm. I'd have sat there and been like, oh, she's gonna be a star. Because yeah. very much like the 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 level of you know acting within this and everything else, there are, is what everyone was doing. Then there's Warwick Davis, and then there's Jennifer Aniston, and they mm -hmm. were at the top of their game throughout this movie. Everyone else is like whatever. I, I would say I guess Mark Holton, who played Ozzy, I think did an admirable enough job. Yeah, but he's in a cartoon. Ozzy and Alex are in a cartoon. Cartoon, yes. Uh, like uh, Nathan is in uh, is in meatballs or some shit. Uh, <laughs> and then like Jennifer Aniston is in like a high budget like, uh, like a horror comedy. It's funny because everyone is speaking this. Everyone is reading the same script right, written by the same one dude. But like when she does it, you're just like you buy it. You're just like oh. I can see there's like a spark of a fun, funny movie in here. Um, and it's just, we're just seeing just the, 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 the sparks of the wildfire of her career that we, were just igniting at this time. Uh, but it is just like, it's just so wild to just like the, the, you get the bends shifting from one portrayal to the other. Oh, it's, it's, it is, um, it's painful because there's also those parts where you can feel like, uh, uh, Mark Jones, the director, was also influenced by like Evil Dead, um, sure. with like a lot of the cam and running shots that they had were, yeah. you know, <laughs> the like, feet. They were always at Warwick Davis's giant heels. It was just like well, okay, but where you know Ramey like took that and created a whole 
look and feel, this feels like pure mimicry of like the worst kind. Like none of that ever lands, even when given like this, this level of like, say, uh, acting or movement or trying that, you know, like Warwick Davis and Jennifer Aniston's doing, even though, you know, uh, she was accused of never really talking about this movie earlier on in her career. Um, because and who just, could blame her? Yeah, like who would have thunk it, right? I'd have been, for me, I'd have been like, oh, shit, I was in Leprechaun. Isn't that cool? <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, I would have been like, oh, oh no, that was uh, that was the lady who plays Phoebe <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Remember, she did Masters of the Universe. No, no, what did Phoebe, what was Phoebe in? Uh, I don't even know if she was anything early. We got to see what horror movie or pop culture thing besides Friends uh, she's in. Wasn't she in, uh, I hope I don't get this wrong, but was she in Romy and Michelle's high school reunion? Yes. But that, okay. that, but that happened after, uh, that happened after it. Friends. It's not yeah. before you need you need before friends. We oh, need, okay, before Lisa Kudrow. We, yeah. So what was uh, Lisa Kudrow in? What horror movie was she in? What horror movie were you in before you were in Friends? All right. <laughs> I love uh, that because it was such a, such the wrong time. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Um, before Friends, Lisa Kudrow starred in such uh, hits, quote unquote, as uh, well. She was in Cheers and New Heart. Wow, she's kind of a TV luminary. Uh, Life goes on. Um, let's see. She was in the movie Dance with Death. This seems. She was in Heat of Passion 2 Unfaithful. Oh, well, she's the bank teller in that. We got to figure out what, because uh, I hopped over there. No, we got to figure out. Dance with Death? Is it Dance with Death? That's Billy? No, because I think, like, okay. So she's Monica, not a, st- a star in that. No, see, that's the thing. Monica, Masters of the Universe. Rachel, Leprechaun. They were main upfront actors in it, so we got to find which one she is like the main star in. And I don't I, know if that really exists. I don't think so. I think that she had a different her path. Her career took a different path uh, to get there. And uh, okay, yeah, you know what? Um, yeah, that, wait, I think this is a wait a minute. She was in Heat of the Passion one as bank teller and then she was in heat of passion two as a the her character came back <laughs> what <laughs> okay okay so <laughs> oh i have just now i am going down a this uh, is in the heat of passion uh rabbit hole because they were like, we gotta get that bank teller back. She's the key to the movie. <laughs> well, obviously they saw something that no one else did. She's like, I don't know who's I gonna make it, so. but 
But Lisa Kudrow is going to be the one. That's the one who's going to get it. But yeah, I guess really she wasn't like a main star of a movie until, yeah, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh, wow. So a little different. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, equally valid the career paths, but uh, totally. Hey, I was, bit, I, a different one. I was trying to see if we were gonna, you know, we were gonna a, a, a three hitter on this. Or Let's see, right? Yeah, like if we could like track all the the stars of Friends back to their horror roots, we would have like found out a new theory. And and uh, yeah, that's I mean, it's exciting to think about, but we didn't do it. But it's no, exciting yeah, to think we about if we, yeah, we, we had. Up yeah fuck it was too i mean you you were i mean as a start of a pattern goes it was getting it was pretty good of course i guess we're talking about genre movies not horror movies in the case of uh um in the case of uh masters of the universe unless you find skeletons to be the scariest thing ever in which case you may have been well, I find Gwildor eating ribs kind of scary because every time I watch, every time I watch him eating them ribs, it makes me want to eat ribs. Yeah, I mean it's not scary. It's more like uh, it, he just makes it look so good. He's selling it so well. Force. This is body by bad decisions. I can't be tempted by anything, and here I am watching a uh, uh, a key master or something like that eating on a bucket of ribs, oh, making master. me want to eat yeah. more ribs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to get that. He needs to get that sonic key back. He needs to eat all those delicious ribs. Um, yeah. So anyway, they uh, they 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 shove the leprechaun down a well, then light it on fire. And don't worry, we find out via voiceover that he's just gonna be in the well for a little while, and that uh, you know clearly somebody will resurrect him because he's got six more movies to come back for. It's, uh, yeah, he he cursed the well. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess. I think yeah, that, that was kind of his yeah. thing. He's like, until my powers return. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> he's trying to break the spell. It's just like it's like they're just inventing stuff left and right, left, right, and center. <laughs> they're just like, oh yeah, no, he's yeah. I guess the I guess maybe they're saying that the um the four-leaf clover was uh, somehow cast a spell on him, and that's what the spell he has to, to to figure out how to overcome. I don't know. I mean, I guess. Like, I mean, it just found like it was nothing but leprechaun stereotypes. Gold on the end of a rainbow. He, I guess, loves polishing shoes. Yeah, that's his one weakness, is that if you throw a bunch of shoes at him, he has no choice but to polish them. Yeah, like, just picture you went to, like, like a... I don't think that's palace. a thing. I don't know if it's a thing. I'm. I don't want to look it up because I don't want to get Homeland Security after me. So. Uh, I well, I know that like there's that one kind of uh, those those elves that like that are cobbler like they help that cobbler out. Is that what a leprechaun's um, supposed to be? Uh, I don't. But I don't think that's a leprechaun. No. Um. Whoa. Hey. Well. Hold on a second here. All right. Uh, in Irish folklore. Oh, wait, never mind. This is an AI generated. <laughs> I'm oh. not gonna trust that. Yeah. Uh, Citing source: Leprechaun, Leprechaun Two, and Leprechaun Five. Back yeah, to because the, in the hood. <laughs> it says that Leprechaun's powers include teleportation and telekinesis, and I don't know. I don't know if during the the uh, the myth making of the Leprechaun, if they were thinking about telekinesis. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely uh, 
uh, crawling through Leprechaun's Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah. I, you I can don't... cut off their hand, and their hand will move, and then they can refuse it back to themselves. Uh, it says here, uh, the Leprechaun is said to be a solitary creature whose principal occupation is making and cobbling shoes. Alright. Uh, and who enjoys practical jokes. In uh, McAnally's uh, 1888 account, the Leprechaun was not a professional cobbler, but was frequently seen mending his own shoes as he runs about so much he wears them out with great frequency. This is, he claims, the perfect opportunity for a human being to capture the Leprechaun, refusing to release him until the Leprechaun lives, uh, gives his captor his supernatural wealth. Uh, so there you go. All stuff. All right. Now I guess we're finding out that this movie, The Leprechaun, actually really well versed on the mythology of the Leprechaun. It must be a documentary. Yeah, I, this is this is more true to the uh, to the mythology or the folklore, I should say, than I was uh, than I was expecting. So, well, there you go. Even here, even in these pictures, I'm seeing the magenta pants, or at least the red pants, being very much a part of it. Although this, um, uh, yeah, he looks more like a, a diminutive uh, pilgrim with an all green suit in this kind of more older wood etching, but. I'm surprised to see that the magenta pants are also a part of it. Although, this brings up a bit of a chicken in the egg type situation. Well, it came first, the pants or the leprechaun. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Pick hard up to what say. Put down. Yep. Hard to say. Uh, we'll never know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, John, I think it's uh, about time for us to discuss our favorite kills of this uh, of this Pop Scares You entry. Um <sighs> I do not have the powers of the leprechaun, but I bet I can guess what yours is. Well, I'm really going back through it. Uh, old Grady elevator shaft. Mrs. O'Grady ass up around the uh, ass set over of tea kettle down the stairs. Yeah, yep. there you go. Um, uh, the police officer. Uh, yeah, had his face lightly scratched, uh, and then neck just straight up snapped. Um, yep, yep. And then there was the uh, pogo stick. So man, so many to choose from. Mm, yeah, so many uh, creative ones. Yeah, I'm gonna go reluctantly the pogo stick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a tough choice. I really hemmed yeah. and hawed. I went back and forth, but at the end of the day, the pogo stick one is the one that I'm gonna have to choose as well. Um, it's not, it's like the best of the worst. It's, there is nothing here that I thought was particularly like shocking or gory or, or inventive in a way that you kind of expect for maybe a Freddy's Krueger or a Michael's Meyer or <laughs> a Jason. Um, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, slim pickings, but that was kind of fun. Um, I will say a uh, special runner-up goes to the tiny hand coming out of the phone. I don't know when died in that moment, but um, it was just an effect that sort of sparked my imagination and made me wish there was more of that kind of Freddy, like prop-based shenanigans throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah, do you do you have a do you have a a, a favorite? Uh, what you shouldn't do? Did you did you notice the leprechaun had a bunch of like, you know, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. Um, Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. Hmm. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite one. They were all very bad. Yeah, I, I was just figured I just would go with the overly sexist one about little girls shouldn't look for four-leaf clovers because that's obviously a rule that I've read in, in school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that one. Yeah, he definitely was just like, I'm stretching here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't look for that. Uh, who says? Uh, me. Yeah, yeah, it's me. According Never to mind. me, me. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Never mind that they're lucky or considered lucky. Uh, nope. <laughs> and, and do you have a favorite police officer? Because mine was the captain who looked like he was way too old to be, or the oh, sheriff yeah. was way too old to be a sheriff. Yeah, that sheriff, famous character actor, like, yeah. uh, you know, uh, starring uh, opposite Jack Nicholson, now reduced to this one. He, uh, He's, he has a line directly to the camera that makes me think like we should know who he is or that's a reference to something, but I don't get it. Yeah, me neither. I'm, uh, I'm hip with pop culture. I ain't that hip. Yeah, no, that, he's definitely my favorite too. He's He's got character. He's definitely like Jennifer Aniston is acting in a different movie than we're watching. Um, and uh, I think my favorite leprechaun has to be the one that has enough torque and horsepower and and apparently weight to knock over a full, full ass truck. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. The other and, the other one was fast, but not not. Yeah, quote unquote fast. It was going. There's the part where the cop uh puts on his rollers and goes after that car, and I'm like, you could have just gone, uh, walked out, and just walked beside it, and been like, excuse me, please stop. All right, now I can see you're trying to floor it, but you're not going anywhere. Please. You're embarrassing us both. Please just stop the, the tiny little thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think those are all good choices. Um, uh, but yeah, I I think that's gonna do it for us for this one. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to our recap, review, reminisce about Leprechaun, the 1992 or 1993. I saw both it's, dates mentioned. It came out. January of 93, but I think it's getting kind of roped into 92, so okay. that's why I did the 92, but yeah, it's the it's the start. It yeah, only, it, who cares? <laughs> who yeah. cares when it came out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it made its money back. It, it cost them 900K to make it just about, and it made almost 9 million worldwide, so. I mean, it, it spawned six sequels and a reboot, uh, so, you know, it did something right. Um, and the reboot brought back Ozzy. Th- there you go. Yeah, they brought him back, and then they pulled what they did with uh, uh, Halloween by saying all those other films didn't happen. So you didn't go to space, you never <laughs> traveled to the hood twice. Okay. And then right. whatever the other two Leprechaun movies are about. Oh, I yeah, it, I, I get it. Yeah, you really want to preserve the purity of that original Leprechaun. There's <laughs> something special there you got to just delve back into. Like, I swear I think the other two kind of deal with him going to Vegas or something. And well, I mean, that kind of sounds kind of sick. Yeah, but we all know how I feel about Vegas now, so, um, yeah. No. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe you and the lepre- Leprechaun can com- commiserate over, uh, you know, uh, a black and tan or something to that effect. Um, (laughs) 
But uh, I think that's going to do it for us this evening, this episode, today, whenever you're listening to it. Uh, but then we're going to wrap it up and roll right into the outro. Of course, at the top, we got to thank Burton M6. We don't have to, but we do because uh, he's doing such an amazing job with all the music on our show. Hit up our show notes for a link to his Fiverr page. That's www.fiverr.com slash B-U-R-T-O-N-M-6. And that's the number six. Burton M6 uh, for the amazing theme song and all the incredible music on our show. Uh, Speaking of our show notes, of course, there are all our socials. On our hype link, you can link. Uh, you can hit the two did hype link in our description and find out all the ways to contact us. We've got all sorts of socials and an email address if you want to write to that. And uh, on top of that, we've got a Discord. Join us on the Discord if you want to talk about this. Maybe pitch some uh, movies that you would like to be scared by or like us to be scared by next year. Um, uh, or just things you'd like to talk about it and us to talk about in general, you can do that on the Discord. Um, and uh, as we like to say at the end of every show, we hope that uh, wherever you are, however you choose to listen to us, you're feeling happy and healthy. And if you're not, that's okay too. But I'm going to throw it over to John for the final word. Remember, folks, you, talk, you touch my lucky charms, I'll blow your ass to pieces. You just never know what you might see right here. Every single day is Halloween. Freddy or Jason might pop out. Hit you with a chi chi chi. And if you fall asleep, then he got you. The man is welcome to Pop Saga. This is uh, Pop Scares You. Pop, 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 pop scares you. The horror and the terror. Beware, I'm trying to tell you. This is Pop Scares You. Let's go. <laughs>